Uh, welcome back. Hello, everybody. Today we are looking at Galatians chapter 5, and this is part 3. And we will, let's see, be looking at verses 11 through, bear with me here, 15. All right. In the last session, the Apostle Paul was really helpful in contrasting the, the law with faith, those two paths. We talked about how the law starts with works and never really exhibits true love, since it's always fixated on self. But on the other hand, the path of faith starts with God loving us and ends with true love working out of us in, in numerous ways. Today, Paul begins by making a curious statement. Verse 11 of Galatians chapter 5. But if I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. It seems to me that the point Paul is getting at is this. He's focusing in on this troublemaker who is stealing the hearts of the Galatians. But it's not just that. He's using this as a way to make a greater point, which is just another layer he's laid down in the case for grace through faith over works. And it appears there was this one who Paul seems to uh, have referred to individually, but not by name, maybe a leader, because today he speaks of them as a group. Anyway, these were preaching circumcision and the law for righteousness. They actually want the Galatians' favor, but now they're saying that even the Galatians' old buddy Paul has preached circumcision, and he's preached the law at times. They're saying Paul is fickle. He speaks from both sides of his mouth. And although they were against Paul, they twist the context of some of the things that Paul has said and, and done to their own advantage. Now, that's my take on it. Remember, Paul has said he tries to be all things to all people so he might win them to Christ. He had, I think, uh, Timothy circumcised and he kept certain Jewish laws of the temple. Uh, and yet he has spoke out and said how no one can keep the law for righteousness. Here's what Paul just said in our last session, verse 6 of the same chapter. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. So it's like, hey, go ahead and be circumcised. Um, as a reminder of how Christ fulfilled your righteousness, or do it as a way not to offend others, do it for cleanliness, uh, or, or even as a, a tradition. Do or don't, it's okay either way, but just do not ever, ever, ever do it, or even abstain from doing it as a way to attain righteousness. It counts for nothing in that regard, either way. Don't even imply to others that it brings acceptance to God. So it's context, context, context. I think there were some who were twisting Paul's words when it benefited them. And in our day, politicians are pretty good at this. Many are. Uh, so we're familiar with this kind of distorting of the intent of others for our own purposes. 
They were saying Paul preached the circumcision, and yet at the same time, they were persecuting him for not preaching circumcision. If circumcision were necessary for righteousness, we would have no need of the cross. Again, verse 11, But if I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. So if the Galatians accept those who mandate circumcision, which is keeping the law for righteousness, they would be discarding the cross. They would be saying that righteous Jesus did not have to die. We don't need Jesus. We only need our good deeds to be accepted by God. We only need to keep the law. So these troublemakers were leading the Galatians back into bondage. But the Galatians hopefully would not go for that. Surely not, because the purpose of Jesus dying was to pay for our sins, our deficiency in keeping God's law. So this next verse is pretty wild. Paul, he is brilliant in his use of metaphors and figurative expressions to clarify truth. He seems to play off of how these troublers are all caught up in the law and obsessed with circumcision. And Paul wants to protect the Galatians. He, he dearly loves them as a mother protects her own children. Paul's words, again, they seem cutting like a knife, <laughs> almost pun-like, all right? See if you don't agree. He seems to be saying that as for these deceivers, he hopes the knife will slip when they are circumcising themselves and they castrate their manhood. <laughs> I gained that from verse 12. Here's what it says. I wish those who unsettled you would emasculate themselves. This shows how serious Paul is about the path the Galatians are on and how he is bold and he's ready to stand up face to face uh, for Christ against these troublers, uh, no matter what the ramifications. Let's close out today with the next three verses where Paul is doing a bit of summarizing what he's already talked about. And so let's look at verses 13 through 15. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. What a beautiful text. Uh, Paul ties together what he's been saying. Verse 13, he starts off with this summary, for you were called to freedom, brothers. So here he calls them brothers, not severed or not fallen away. You know, in Christ, our eternal identity is in him. Uh, ethnicity, Gender, those are thrown out the window. We are all brothers, along with Paul and the family of God. We see that other places in his writings as well. Remember the verse in our last session about freedom. 
that was verse 1, chapter 5, which says, For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. I think we used a little allegory centered around that verse about Elvis McFeatherbeak. <laughs> so, uh, but for freedom, Christ has set us free. Freedom from what? Freedom from the futility of trying to keep the law, right? Freedom from sin being our enslaver. Freedom from being under the guardian of the law that showed us our deficiency and pointed us to Christ, to the Messiah. And, and now as we walk in the Spirit, we are empowered to actually love from the heart. Paul says the law is fulfilled in, in love. And that was today's verse 6. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. So keeping the law for righteousness, it cannot abide in, in the heart along with love. They are opposite in nature and intent. One is self-centered, keeping the law for righteousness, self-righteousness, right? One is self-centered and the other displays agape love uh, from a changed heart. That's godly love, love that is unconditional and not dependent on uh, how we are treated. It's a forgiving love. It's a love that's, that's motivated, that's quickened by the Holy Spirit. So Paul continues, and we'll close with this next verse, verse 15. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. You see, in trying to sustain their righteousness by keeping the law, they turned their eyes back on self-love and they were not free to love others with the same kind of love Jesus displayed in loving us. And when we go back to self-righteousness, we eventually turn on one another. Again, Paul does not hold back in his colorful illustrations, right? If fellow brothers and sisters are biting and devouring one another, it's not a pretty image, right? It's like a zombie movie. If they do not wake up, it's just it just proves they are one of the living dead and they will consume one another. Father God, you are awesome, Lord. Thank you for, for loving us. We love you because you first loved us. Thank you, Lord, for sending Jesus to set us free from the sin of, of self-righteousness, self-glory, self-love, and uh, giving us freedom from that so we might be able to, to love you and to love others, Father not abide in unforgiveness and uh, bitterness and being self-absorbed, seeking our own glory, Father, that we might rather seek to see more of your glory uh, through Jesus Christ, Lord. And thank you for the joy and the inheritance and all the things you give us, Lord. Help us not to, to uh, be led back into bondage so that we might devour one another, Lord, that, that we might edify and build up and 
point others to the beauty in Jesus Christ. In his name we pray.